This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The manhunt is underway. The manhunt is underway. Police identify the man wanted for questioning in the subway shooting of Daniel. Enriquez shot on the Q train over the weekend. Bottom line is this. City leaders want people to return physically to work. But the sad proof of this case is that working from home is safer. And I I really hope that I'm wrong on this one. I really hope that I'm wrong on this one. But I just want to go on record and state my point of view. I pray that this recent shooting is not a copycat response to, if you will, what happened in Buffalo. And the reason why I'm concerned is that this shooting on the subway was random and unprovoked, and it just came out of nowhere. The partner, longtime partner of Mr. Enriquez, says he started taking the trains again just two weeks ago after the expensive Uber rides that was averaging about $40. And so Mayor Adams has called an emergency meeting with business leaders in New York after this train killing. That's one of the stories on my mind. Another one is I'm a bit on the fence as it relates to this one. President Biden may send American special forces to Ukraine In other words, boots on the ground to protect the reopened embassy uh, there. And so the Wall Street Journal first reported this, that special operation forces are being considered for embassy security. They are the ones that normally do it, special forces. They typically guard U.S. embassies around uh, the world. 
but this is somewhat of a very sensitive situation. What happens if one of the special forces um, soldiers are injured or killed while in Ukraine? Will that be something that could provoke to a much higher level? We are about to take your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Another story on my mind this morning. Uh, Police have arrested the second person uh, that was on the moped, apparently a 15, uh, from which a 15-year-old fatally shot 11-year-old Kiara Tay. Uh, This person turned himself in. Omar Bojang turned himself into police. And I am tapping my cap, if you will, or taking my cap off for 80-year-old former congresswoman, former Brooklyn district attorney, Elizabeth Holtzman. Why? Because she is considering a run coming out of retirement for Congress. And thank God, because it's the same district as de Blasio. Someone must stop Bill de Blasio. I'm sorry it's not personal, but uh, his tenure, his stewardship as mayor, we have already seen as much as we need to see from uh, the former mayor. And, you know, I, I just feel so bad about the weekend subway shooting because, remember, uh, he he worked for Goldman Sachs. And Goldman Sachs bankers have been worried that they're a target for violent crime in the last uh, couple of months. And look at what has happened just over the weekend. Let's go to the telephone calls. Let's start with Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you so much, and I always appreciate you giving me the opportunity to comment and and share some information that I have with your listening audience. Of course. Um, Regarding your opening monologue with regard to this uh, innocent gentleman that was brutally murdered again by another violent criminal with another long history, a long record, Yes. um, I'd like to share some information with you and, and your listening audience. I was watching the 6 o'clock news. If you'll permit me to mention the station, I would like to do that so people can hear the interview for themselves, but I won't do so until you tell me. Go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's uh, the 6 o'clock news. It was an interview that Lori Stokes did on Fox 5 with the city council speaker, Adrian Adams. Um, If you'll permit me, I just want to mention one thing that she stated in that interview in an answer to a question. Just go ahead, Jacqueline. Um, Just do it as quickly as you can. She said she was asked a question of uh, whether more police in certain areas uh, would be a remedy. And she hesitated. And then she stated that she's on board with making people and communities feel safer. If the residents feel safer with the appearance of more police in the communities, I'm definitely for that. Then she apparently lost her train of thought regarding her talking about the police. She's probably against the police. She's not in favor of them. And then she continued by saying, we've got police presence now more than ever before. I I don't understand how she could possibly say that. She never once in the interview 
mentioned anything about the Alvin Bragg, uh, you know, stopping the revolving door of letting criminals out of jail after repeatedly committing violent crimes. And all she spoke about, I know you said we shouldn't do name calling, but I refer to the D party as the demon rat party. The, the, the um, demon, what was that? The demon, demon, demon rats because okay. they're demons and they're rats. Okay. Um, she she call she's calling for five million dollars for hate crime prevention, which is fine, but she's also calling to triple the budget for affordable housing to the tune of four billion dollars with a B. All they know how to do is throw money at problems. Right, but wait, Jacqueline, let, let, let me just say this, and and um, you know, it's unfair to the public because oftentimes when you hear, a, a, and I'm glad you're bringing this up. This is part of the budget negotiation process. So when you hear each side, in this case, you have the mayor and the city council, they will toss out numbers that they know are unrealistic. It's really just a, a oftentimes a budget negotiating position. And so we don't know. Remember, they've got to negotiate the budget, right, between the mayor and the council so and, and it's unfair to the public because you hear X amount and and you know and we believe X amount. Now sometimes you can take that to the bank, but oftentimes it's just posturing. But please uh conclude your point, Jacqueline, because I do need to move on. Well that's fine, but she didn't mention anything about throwing any money at dealing with the violent crime situation. Right. She didn't mention anything about that. Right. So, you know, again, just more money being wasted. We saw it under de Blasio, what happened with Thrive, or as I like to call it, Die, all that money that magically evaporated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they they need to deal with the issues. She needs to address the issues, and the city council needs to address the issues. The public needs to know what's going on at the city council level, because that's where it starts. And they need to push for what the people of New York want. Which is a safer city, right? I, I, hey, Jacqueline, I thank you for the call, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, but, but the sad part, the sad part, Jacqueline, um, there is a portion of the city where they provide lip service to safety. For New Yorkers, they say they want a safe city, but what's more important to them are uh, other issues. Like, for example, um, uh, uh, the wokeness. You know, I, I was trying to figure out a way not to go there, but we have to call it for what it is. Where, where in certain parts of the city, they feel that the wokeness is the most important part. So, for example. In in the state of Washington, right, there is a socialist candidate running to deal with the um, with the homeless problem where she is part of her platform is she is recommending that people break into homes that are not rented, empty homes. This is how crazy this is getting. All of this is getting. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, Dominic, thank you for uh, taking my call. I'm a big fan. Uh, could you hear me? Loud and clear. Go right ahead. Yeah, again, I, I couldn't. Uh, I have to reiterate one more time that I'm a big fan. Uh, you bring so much to WABC uh, well, thank 77. You. Thank you. And that's the truth. 
You know, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, Mayor Adams uh, is a strong leader. Uh, I ride the subways because uh, I work in the city as a service worker. And I know the mayor, what I've seen since his uh, tenure has begin, began, is I've seen a lot of police uh, presence. And a lot of urban uh, areas within the country are under siege. We see uh, a Mayor Lightfoot having problems in Chicago. And it's not just Mayor Adams. Uh, I think Mayor Adams uh, is doing a good job. Uh, he needs help from Albany with the, uh, what would they say the used to term used to be, the three people in the room, which would be the majority right. leader of the Senate, the Assembly Speaker, and the governor uh, to do something about the bail reform and the gun reform uh, laws. Uh, I think the mayor is, again, uh, a strong leader like uh, Mayor Giuliani was. I think in the near future, if the police commissioner, who's a trailblazer being the first woman of color to lead the department, if the mayor, if we have a long, hot summer, uh, and things uh, don't go well in terms of violence uh, goes up. I think that he might have a change at the top with the police commissioner. He might want a more experienced hand. But again, I think Mayor Adams uh, is doing a lot. I've seen it firsthand with the police presence. Okay, well, Al, I, I thank you for the comment. Uh, to be To be frank with you, I don't think the problem is the police commissioner or her uh, lack of experience uh, coming from, uh, I believe, Nassau County. The, it, she's not the problem. The problem is up in Albany. The problem is the Manhattan District Attorney. The problem is uh, patting people on their, on their head and uh, telling them it's okay. And so now we look at the situation in the Bronx, uh, these two young men in custody, over this uh, shooting of an innocent 11-year-old girl. It, it's, it's, I, I just, I, I'm trying to get a finger on it. And again, I want to uh, come full circle to the uh, shooting this weekend, uh, this weekend of Daniel Enriquez. The man was simply trying to go to brunch, trying to go to brunch. And uh, police are looking to question a book, a Brooklyn man. You already know what the next words I'm going to say. With a lengthy rap sheet. That's no surprise. In connection to this unprovoked broad day shooting. And Mr. Enrique could not even run for his life. He was in a subway car. So he's a sitting duck in a subway car. And the police are looking to talk to Andrew Abdullah. Andrew Abdullah, 19, prior arrest. 19. And he's on video, or at least the man that, that police believe that did the shooting, he's on video giving the gun to a homeless man as he's looking to get away. He leaves. And the homeless man says that he sold the uh, the gun for for money. Mr. Enriquez, the victim, lived in Park Slope, worked for Goldman Sachs for nine years as an investment researcher. And again, he was on his way to brunch when he was 
killed. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to our friend, Sergeant Major Mike, Fort Dix, New Jersey. Good morning. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, sir. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. As we know, you can tell a politician's line when they live move. So let's start with this. New York doesn't have the strictest gun laws. I can tell you for a fact, New Jersey does, real quickly. It took me 14. I qualify for a weapon for 30 years, twice a year, by law, by rule in the military. It took me 14 months to get my gun, law-abiding citizen, just like yourself, blah, blah, blah. Until these liberal nuts admit the fact that the criminal, you could put 50,000 laws on a book, gun law. The criminals don't care. We suffer, the law-abiding people like your audience, me, you, and the good people, pay for the sins of all these that you, Sir, you can put five million laws on the books until these, like I said, these crazy liberal politicians admit to the public that these criminals don't care about laws. You, can, you follow what I'm saying? It's, it, the, where I disagree with you is they do care. But the only thing they care about is that if you lock them up for a long period of time. So we are focusing on what's not the priority for them. And so if we can just fine-tune the system a little bit, things could get back to normal. But right now, we're just dealing with a situation where I I, I hate to uh, verbalize this, Sergeant Major Mike, but... To a degree, we're all we're all sitting ducks. We're all we're all sitting ducks. I thank you for the uh, telephone call. So, for example, Sergeant Major Mike, um, I, on a weekly basis, I have to uh, get my um, allergy shots, right? So, I live in Rockland County, a suburb. That means traveling to uh, New York City, even though I'm not coming to work, and to 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 get a break. I I used to take New Jersey Transit from Suffering uh, down to uh, Penn Station and then get on the subway. I'm not willing to do that anymore. That I I never thought that I would be afraid to ride the subway. But you could be next. I could be next. Look at what happened to Mr. Enriquez. And again. I hope that there's no connection in terms of retaliation for Buffalo. I'm hoping and praying. But the problem is when we have these types of shootings and people that are not mentally stable, why else would would he just open fire on someone apparently that he doesn't know there was no connection He just shot this man because he felt like doing it. Why would someone do that? Maria in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, hi. Hi. Dominic, I'm telling you, I I hate to say it. I'm not surprised. I am almost numb. I don't even feel sorry for the people anymore because we keep electing the same politicians that have led to this. Unfortunately, why are these these crimes are happening in the Bronx, um, in Manhattan? 
It's all the same areas, and I have to say it. We, I'm not surprised. This is what we have decided we want in this state, and it's going to keep happening. And until we go, we look for another route, it's going to keep happening. I hate to say it. Uh, I mean, mm. this is – are you surprised, Dominic? Are you really surprised this is happening? Um, you, you know, Maria, I, I thought by now we, we would have the good fortune, fortunes of a tidal wave in terms of sentiment – from Albany that things need to change, but officials in Albany are digging, digging in their heels and refuse to change the system. But I promise you, Maria, I guarantee you that God forbid, if it was one of their relatives gunned down in a subway car, their sentiment, Maria, and I thank you for the call would change in a matter of 24 hours. How many people, how many more innocent people have to die before before we say enough is enough, and if you don't go along with tougher laws and rules and bail reform, your political career is over. De Blasio's not to blame for all of this, but look at what he's telling you, what he really thinks of us. He's running for office again. He wants to go back to Congress. Why would you want to go to Congress when you've already been mayor? Why? Why? Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break and more of your telephone calls when we come back. It is now time for the 77 WABC Clip of the Day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8. Hear John Katsimatidis talks with the great Congressman Peter King about needing more Republicans in the government. If a common-sense Democrat, even if he feels it's wrong, bail law is wrong and tells you I feel it's wrong, if he doesn't vote against the head of the party, nothing's going to happen. We have to, uh, I think this time, say, listen, I'm a common-sense Republican. You're basically a common-sense independent over the years. You've uh, supported people in both parties. But I think considering the realities of the party leadership, it's really important that we elect Republicans to the state legislature because uh, no way the Democrats are going to be standing up their leaders in the Assembly or the Senate. W-A-B-C. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I heard you were looking for me. Hello. You know. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter with you. As of right now, police are searching for... Andrew Abdullah, to in in connection with the uh, killing of the subway shooting of Daniel Enriquez, and Mr. Abdullah, nineteen prior arrest. 
Hmm. Hmm. Let's go right back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go to Sydney in the Bronx. Good morning, Sydney. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic Carter. I'd like to say two things quickly. Um, how about you and uh, number one, how about you and Curtis Sliwa getting together and doing a clash action lawsuit against all these politicians who favored and pushed that stupid bill through that, that's not hurting the city? Number two, how about more discussions about good law-abiding citizens carrying concealed? I heard Curtis Sliwa say the other day, I show that that possibility could be coming to the city of New York. Right. Well, the bottom line, the bottom line, Sydney, is is this. Um, Adams has warned about the Supreme Court overturning um, one of the laws that he says is going to make it a much bigger problem. The guns in uh, in New York City. You know, you mentioned a a class action uh, lawsuit. Of course, these politicians, uh, to a large degree, are protected um, in ways that the police officers do not have qualified immunity. It's I, I, I don't want to use the word game because people are dying, but this has to stop. You're supposed to go to office to represent the will of the people. And these politicians are hiding behind a certain part of their base that wants things to stay the same until one of their family members is uh, killed. And I mean, Mr. Enriquez got up and rode the uh, Q train to, to come have brunch, to come have brunch because he couldn't afford, you know, or it was getting too expensive with the uh, the Lyft and the Uber, and look at what happened. Look at what happened. Nick in New Jersey, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um, first thing I, I want to say is that those people who pronounce this nut fit, they should be examined. When you say the people that that you're referring to the shooter? Exactly. What, which which what, the, the shooter in the... They said he was okay. Right? Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, Nick. I'm not following. Are you talking about the subway shooting? What? Or are you, are you talking about Buffalo? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about the 18-year-old. The 18... In which case, Nick? Uh, the one that killed the... 10 people in, in, in Buffalo. Okay, so you're talking about the Buffalo case. Okay, but because yeah. you started out, Nick, you didn't tell me which case you were referring oh, sorry. to. Okay, sorry, so you were, it's okay. So you're referring to the Buffalo case, and again, your point is? Like I said, those people should be examined. How could you let this guy back out into society? Right, You okay, you're referring to um, to the people where he was held on the uh, day and a half and, and the, the exactly. officials, well... Because the law is the law. And and you know what, Nick? I thank you for the call. It points to something has to give with the the law. So the MTA is talking about how much funds the city of New York is losing because people don't want to pay the fare anymore. 
Well, I'm sure you have a lot of people that are like me that are not willing to risk their life getting onto the subway because you really don't know if you're next. So the mayor is going to meet on Thursday with business leaders. But what what is this going to accomplish? I've said this and I've said it before, and I will keep saying it. The only thing, the only fighting chance we have is the street crimes unit of the NYPD. It is the only chance that law-abiding citizens have in this climate. Henry in Manhattan, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, Hi, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, I'm uh, in my 70s, so if I say uh, uh, looking back 30 or 40 years, I, I mean it seriously. Uh, quite a while ago, that era, there was uh, 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 a cry from the public uh, that there's too much violence on TV. I don't think there's been any recent efforts at that because uh, because violence on TV, and I mean in uh, in uh, you know whether it's police shows or what is it I saw last week, the uh, uh, NCIS, it's entertainment. So if you're going to continue to have uh, heavy-duty violence, you know, where people get their throats slit right in front of you as entertainment, why do you think that the the rest of the, the world is, uh, I mean, the rest of society, is going to uh, uh, take uh, violence in public more seriously. Well, you, you, I thank you for the call. You raise a, a good point, Henry. But this goes way beyond NCIS. So, you know, I, I watched um, I watched the show or two of that tonight. It's interesting that you uh, mentioned that uh, NCIS uh, Los Angeles. I'm just a fan of the show. Um, but people know the difference between a TV show and what's going on. And here's why I'm worried, because here's what's going to happen. The NYPD is going to catch this guy, right, Mr. Abdullah. They're going to catch him. And then the question's going to become, if he's the shooter, what was his motivation? And I just pray that this is not somehow connected to the situation in Buffalo. Because after talking about the situation in Buffalo, here's what I heard, folks. Here's what I heard. I said Buffalo. Some of you said Wisconsin. I said Buffalo. Some of you said Wisconsin. And so at what point are we going to come together as Americans and deal with the reality, deal with the handwriting that's on the wall? Why Why did this man get on a train and just shoot someone randomly? Why? Let's go to Peter in Staten Island. Good morning, Peter. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, first of all, first of all you you got a great show. I love the show. Well, thank and, you. It's uh, very kind got, of you to say. You've got a lot of, you got a lot of uh, smart callers that call into their brain. 
especially the ones that I know personally. I get in touch with Jacqueline and Norman, and uh, they just were on, and they're wonderful. Now, my thing is I get educated by your show and WABC. I don't watch news. I listen to you guys, and you guys report very accurate. Now, what you said about this gentleman from Goldman Sachs, he was going to a brunch. What was it, a Saturday or a Sunday? Sunday. Sunday, okay. Now, the thing is, you know, I don't tell anybody how to spend their money, but I come into the city usually on the weekend, you know, when you start with parades and stuff. We were at the Chinese parade, uh, which was held on Sunday, and I traveled in to a great expense to get there because my assessor ride wouldn't come and get us back. So I got stranded with my wife, but I took a cab home. I didn't want to do it. It cost me $300, but I had to do it because I'm afraid in the city. I'm a martial arts expert. I'm 66 years old. Curtis knows me well, and a lot of the callers know me well. I do a lot of volunteer work. I also have part of a law office, and if somebody has a problem, they have called up the network. I leave my number, and I try to help people, you know, pro bono, if I possibly can. But the thing that I'm trying to bring out is that was this man, they say that this uh, – uh, perpetrator was walking in the subway back and forth like he was looking for somebody. Could there be a reason why he was looking for this gentleman that he knew he worked for Goldman Sachs or uh, another thing would be uh, maybe it was someone that had a relationship or knew him? That hasn't come out yet. I mean, right. this is well, well, ob- ob- Obviously, Peter, and I thank you for the call. Obviously, I'm not an NYPD detective involved on in this case, so We don't know the details as of yet. All we do know officially from the police is that it was a, quote, random act, and they apparently did not know each other. And so there are reports that Mr. Abdullah, if that is the person that's the shooter, was walking back and forth. I don't know. And I can't explain the actions of uh, of someone that's off. Clearly someone that's off to do something like this. So the question becomes why? And I am telling you folks, we, society, have, have got to make examples of these people or this is not going to stop. It's going to continue to happen. All of these nuts want their 15 minutes of fame. And they're getting it with very little repercussion. Something has to give. Let's go to our friend Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning, my friend. Dominic, I normally don't challenge you and say anything because I respect you, but we have our differences. Yes. And... I think constantly scaring the hell out of the public in the subways is not going to help the situation. You're right. We have a serious problem. But many of us, no matter what, have to use the subways. And constantly saying, I'm not going to use the subway, that's fine for Dominic Carter. But he does take, and you know, most of us, not everybody, has to use the subways, whether we like it or not, or the buses. And constantly saying, you know, it, it don't go, you're not going in here, and so forth. And you have influence. There's no doubt about it. And you're basically a good soul. But constantly saying what's the problem with the subways 
doesn't help the situation because we know what the problems are. And people listen to you and say, gee, I'm not going to the subway. How are they going to get into Manhattan? They're going to walk? I mean, we have to use the subway. It is the main thoroughfare for most of New Yorkers. You're right. You know, we got to do something to cops. But constantly saying in the subways, are, it's a bad thing. I'm not going to deny that. Absolutely. But most of us have to turn ourselves and go in and sit on that train or stand up and have to do it. I mean, and, you know, and you're right. Uh, does everybody who's in the subway have fear scared? Probably yeah, they are. But they get in that train. They get the E, the FDR, downtown and do it work and so forth. And it's in the middle of the night. Constantly seeing it does not help this. And you're, you know, I, overall, you're right. But we got to also talk to the people that have to use that train all the time. There's no way around it. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not trying, but Dominic. No, no, right. no, no, no. Hey, Stan, Stan, right, Stan, 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 I, I don't have, you know? Stan. I don't have any, any, any issue with what you just said. I mean, you and I, we, we just disagree on this issue. But I, I, I have no, no problem with you expressing uh, your point of view. But, but I do want to ask you this: If you were Mr. Enrique's brother. Or Mr. Enrique's sister, well, obviously the brother. But if you were related to the uh, victim in this case, would you want me to talk about it? The answer, when you know, do you set up the question? Of course, I'd want you to talk. You're talking about this case. Any other cases that happen in the trains or the buses or on the bridge and so forth? Absolutely. I'm not telling you not to talk about it. But, not, you know, the harsh reality of it is the sun will rise tomorrow. And millions of New Yorkers have to take the subway or walk over the bridge or take bicycles. Forget bicycles, whatever. They can fall down and break their necks. But most of us not have to use that train. That's the way it is. Right. Well, the, well, Stan, just, just so that you know what I'm trying to do, I am trying to highlight the issue to make it so uncomfortable for elected officials that they are forced to do something. That's why I do it. I'm not arguing. You're absolutely right. Is the mayor putting a cop at every station or in every car? It's impossible. I don't think that'll ever happen. A cop on every car, or a cop, one cop on a train and go through the train. Maybe that's. I haven't seen any yet, to be honest with you. Maybe they're on the station. But all of us, every day, get up, not miles, and have to go to use that subway. You're right. You're trying to make a point, and you do. But still, after they listen to you, they got to get on that train. They, they got to go to work. They got to go do this, and they're scared to death after that. I got to be honest with you. I'm not scared to death at all. I, I, re, I come to the realization that if I got to use the train, I'm using the train, and I'll deal with the problem when it if it hits me. But so far, I've been well, lucky. Others, uh, as you hey, said, have not been lucky. Stan, I do have to move on. I thank you for the call. What I don't want to happen, you just said if you have to use the system, then you'll deal with it when, when, when at that time. But I don't want you to be in a situation, Stan, where there's a gun in your face with somebody that doesn't value their own life, and then you're going to say to yourself, oh, my God, I've got I've got a second to reflect on my life. Because this, it may all be over. I've got to take a break. When we come back, uh, Dominic Carter Care segment, and we'll go up to Jennifer in Boston, Karen and Rockland. We will be right back. Talk radio. 
For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your burrow to your dinner table, this is Carter Cares. And what I'm caring about this morning is all of us from AOC. I have never understood, to be honest with you folks, how this woman was elected. I don't see her base. I don't understand anything as it relates to AOC, and some people are saying that she's going to run for president, possibly. First, it was all she'll challenge Schumer. Now it's she'll run for president. The reason why I bring her up is uh, New York City going through what we're going through uh, on the subways and on the streets. AOC is now pushing like-minded defund the police insurgents to primary sitting Albany Democrats. And so what I'm saying as far as what we need to do, but in the other way, primary uh, uh, Albany Democrats to say, if you're not law and order, you're gone. AOC is coming along and working in alliance with the uh, left-wing working families party to defeat longtime incumbents. Um. And so, in other words, we're trying to take a step forward. AOC is trying to take us eight steps back. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Thank you, as always, for taking my call and giving me the opportunity to speak. Um, I wanted to reference these two people that are the um, the ones that get the fund on the Nobel uh, the, 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 I think they're in the state assembly. You told me their names before, a male and a female. Yes, uh, the the Senate minority majority leader Andrea Stewart Cousins and Assembly mm-hmm. Speaker Carl Hasty. Okay, can I ask you the communities that they represent? Are they primarily communities of color? Uh, Stewart Cousins uh, is mixed, and uh, Mr. Hasty mm-hmm. Hasty's is predominantly uh, people of color. Okay, because those seem to be the communities most affected by crime. Um, I don't know where the people are in these communities. If those two are the ones, I don't know why two people can hold a whole city hostage myself, or a state for that matter. But the way I look at it is these perpetrators are running amok. And where are the people of good faith? Because most of the people in both of those communities are going to be good, decent people. Where are their voices? Where are the faith leaders? Where are the uh, business owners? Where are the other civic leaders? Where is anybody? Where's the outrage and the protest? I've said this to you before. If if a cop shoots somebody that's already drawn on them, whether it's BLM or, or you know, the race leaders, they'll all be out there, Dominic, you know, raising holy cane. But where are the good people rising up? I don't for the life of me get it. This is allowed to go on because it's allowed to go on. These two people should not have total control. And if they have been given it, 
people want to rise up and say, oh, no, you don't, but they're not. And that's why it's continuing. And if I could briefly respond to Stan questioning you, I think, Dominic, it's a blessing that you are reminding the Wait, wait, Jennifer, we couldn't hear you. What, what was that? I said, um, regarding what Stan said to you, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a blessing that you are enlightening people to things they may not be aware of. Um, my, I've mentioned to you my daughter, goddaughter and um, the financial district down there. Mm-hmm. And her own father will not let her anymore take the train home. He won't let her. Only Uber. Uh, he says, I don't care how much it is. Uh, because he wasn't aware that um, he, he actually started listening to your station. And when he became aware of how bad the crime is down there, mm-hmm. uh, even if not primarily in her area, he wants no part of it. And when you look at what happened to I her name was, I know her last name was Wells Child, the poor woman coming home from the Department of Public Health at 11 at night. She's the one that got her head hit with the hammer, you know, how many times. Yes, she worked for when the you, Department look, of Health. Correct. She works for That's the Department Michelle of Health. Yeah, Michelle right. Go. Right. And you look at the man that had his, his throat slit a week or two ago, and then the whole Frank James thing. You very well, not just maybe frightening people, but letting people think and say, what, what, you know, weighing their odds. And even if they're going to go on that train, don't let yourself be a victim if at all possible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Eyes and ears open. Look around. Be alert. Carry something that can protect yourself, you know, whether or not it's a, you know, a, mace or something like that or have your keys up whatever you can do to protect yourself so i think it's i think it's an important thing that that you know some light be shed on it because a lot of people even in their own communities aren't always aware of what's going on and i just wish people would just rise up dominic i don't understand the apathy in society anymore and I just, it, I, it is. It is. It is what. It, but Jennifer, I do have to move on. I, I thank you for the call. It. It is what it is because as strongly as you and I agree on this issue of what needs to be done, there are those on the other side that feel that the wokeness has not gone far enough. Alana in Westchester. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Dominic, you're an angel from heaven. Oh, well, thank you. That's say. very kind of you to say. Thank you. And Stan has blinders on. He can't see any problems with anything. And he has to be out there speaking up about nothing. Okay? Because he's not making any points. You, Dominic, it, you're really saving lives. Okay? Because people may not know about the subways. You know, they're very busy. Um, I work with uh, some nurses, actually. Sometimes they don't even know what's going on in the news, you know, mm-hmm. when we're just chatting. And what you're doing is you're informing, right, anybody that's listening or to tell people how dangerous it is and people have to go to work. Well, I don't think if I was going in the subway, I would like to go to work but never come home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and I feel like also that Stan not even care about the situation at the border. Children are dying in the water. They're letting people come in without vaccines, okay? We have a crime rate that's out of control. We have – now he's going to get gas, I guess, from Venezuela. It never stops. It's a, you know, it's a scary time, and Dan, like, thinks Biden's doing a great job, you know? And right. he doesn't have any empathy or compassion for people that are dying or getting shot. Like, remember you talked about the 11-year-old. Remember? Yes. How sad. Right? And now a 15-year-old. 
and so on and so forth, you know. But you're doing a good job. It's awesome that you're letting us know, right? Of course, I always know I listen to you in the news all the time, but letting people know that it's dangerous to on the subway. And Eric Adams better get his stuff together. <laughs> I like that. I, I can hear. In a second, we're going to be joined by uh, Frank Morano. But first, I'm going to take one more call. Uh, I like the energy of that call. Uh, Mayor Adams better get himself together there. Roberta in Staten Island, good morning. And coming up right after Roberta, we're going to go to uh, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. And Frank and I will take more of your telephone calls. Good morning, Roberta. What's on your oh, mind? Good. Good morning. I just want to say that we could thank the politicians because his latest murderer was had eleven prior arrests and was nineteen. Nineteen. And, nineteen. Oh, 19. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, that's funny. And because of the no bail laws, that he's able to run around and uh, and he's still on the loose as far as I can read. Right. He has so not been arrested as of yet. But but right. the, the thank you for the call, Roberto. But the greatest right. police force in the world is on his tracks, and there's one thing that these criminals can count on. They may get away with the crime, but the NYPD is coming. And I just want to say this. The um, the 15-year-old suspect that was taken into custody uh, for the, the 11-year-old girl in the Bronx, the police found the suspect and his mother. They had checked into a hotel in the Bronx. For the life of me, I cannot understand why a mother, if something bad has happened, then you've got to deal with it. But you're going to go on the run, and and, and police are saying that she could be charged herself. You're going to go on the run with your juvenile son and check into a hotel, and a hotel in the Bronx, like that's going to protect you? But but. What type of parent would do something like that instead of saying, listen, you're always going to believe in your child, right? So you you say, listen, you know, I, I'm going to mortgage the house. We're going to get you the best lawyer money can buy. Or, But, 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 son, you, you've got to turn yourself in. We have no other choice, and we've got to face the music together. And I'll be there every step of the way. But you check into a hotel with your son? Anyway, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Good morning, Dominic. So explain that one to me, the the kid in the Bronx. I, good luck. Yeah, I, you think I can explain that one? I, I, I'm I at just, a loss. I just, I just, I just don't get it. And I, I thought that you did a, a great segment last night on uh, Biggie Smalls. Well, thank you. I appreciate we'll, you listening. We'll, we'll we'll just leave it at that. What do you have coming up this morning? Well, uh, today we uh, have a very interesting show because we're going to profile three people that I think are going a long way towards contributing to making the world a better place. We're going to meet a gentleman named Sean Seipler, who decided about 13 years ago that all of the soap that hotels throw away and discard and get rid of, that maybe we can actually collect that soap and give it to 
a lot of people who are suffering and dying from diseases that result that are uh, because of a lack of hygiene and give that soap to them. And he founded this whole nonprofit group called Clean the World. So he's going to join me. We're going to talk about his story and how this came to be. One of my favorite writers is Matt Stoller. He's written a great deal about the subject of monopolies. And so far, he has written the best column I've read to date explaining how the baby formula shortage came to be. I posted it on my Facebook page, and people left, right, and center were anybody that actually took the time to read the article, because it was voluminous, they all said, wow, that was incredibly informative. So he's going to join me on the radio. We'll save people the trouble of needing to read the uh, the article. And Rowan Hooper, who uh, is an interesting fellow, he's a podcast host and uh, the managing editor of New Scientist magazine, he's written a book called how to spend a trillion dollars, the 10 global problems we can actually fix. And he chronicles this in this book, 10 problems that are a real plague on society that we know how to solve. And the only thing that keeps them from being solved is money. So I was really interested in the book. I think the listeners will be as well. Sounds like a great show. I know I will be listening. Let's go right back to the telephone calls. Let's go to uh, Karen in Rockland County. Good morning, Karen. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. Go right ahead, Uh, please. Years ago, I wrote a rebuttal for the Bergen record about, uh, you know, they always blame the guns, but it's also the movies, the TV programs, uh, the uh, uh, songs, because they all espouse violence. So, I mean, why, you know, they, they've been getting a free pass for years, and it's not just the guns. Well, you know? I, 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 I hear you, Karen, and, and, and that is a, uh, a valid point about the, uh, the videos, the movies, uh, the songs, and so on. I thank you for the call. Let's go. I'm just short on time this morning. Our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Dominic and, and Frank, and I will be listening to your show, Frank, because I need some truthism in my world right about now. But I can't say what I have to say, but what is this obsession with Stan? I listened, and that's the juvenile funny part of your show. Why are these people so obsessed with Stan? It makes sense. How do I get that celebrity status? <laughs> Wait, okay, so you said, you said what's the obsession with – so you don't understand – I'm not asking you the question, but I, I find the quite humorous. And um, just hear adults, you know, complaining about another adult making sense. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Anyway, how was your weekend? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Audrey, uh, for the call. Pete in New Hampshire. Pete, I'm sorry, but you've got uh, you got 15 seconds here. Yeah, thanks, Tom. You know, when I was growing up in upstate New York, I was in, in dairy country. And I can remember when the legislature really had something going on down there. They basically had their act together, more or less. There was some corruption back in those days, and during the 50s and early 60s. But you know what, Stan? They still had the death penalty. I'll tell you something. If we had the death penalty now, it'll never happen, and I realize that. But if they did... Hey, hey Pete, people- I, I, I'm sorry. I got to step in. Folks, j- j- just a point here. When I In the future, when I say you got 15 seconds, I mean you've got 15 seconds and not a second more. I'll see you again tomorrow. Keep it right there. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight, is coming up next.